Okay. So uh, calling the Medfield School Committee Policy Subcommittee meeting to order. Uh, Tim Knight is here in the room. And uh, Leo, are you present? Leo here. Coming to you live from Silver City. <laughs> is he, are you in Silver City? I am. Where is that? Jeff, you want to fill him in? Okay. <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. We're already off track. I apologize for starting late. Um, we're getting a couple things set up in the room. Um, number one, let's see, we have, uh, I wonder if you can, I think that's you. Yeah. So uh, just if I want to stop, pause, and just see if there is um, any public comment and uh, either in the room or on Zoom. And I don't think there is anybody on Zoom, is that right? Other than me and Leo. So is there any public comment? No. Okay. Uh, then uh, the second thing I want is approval of the minutes for 9-29-2023 policy subcommittee meeting and 10-13-2023 policy subcommittee meeting. Um, uh, all in, or I, I take a nomination uh, for approval of those minutes. Or I will nominate approval of those minutes. Does anybody second? Yeah. Oh, second. Okay, good. Good. Okay, all in favor tonight? Yes. Leo Brim, yes. Okay, excellent. Uh, next up is review uh, Medfield Policy Manual Section I instruction. And I think, uh, Jim, you're going to share a screen. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. First file up is uh, file IA instructional goals. Um, I don't have any recommended changes to this. Obviously, specific goals are more often found in a strategic community or um, school improvement plans or district improvement plans. But the need was here as specifics. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Next up is uh, acad academic freedom. Um, Again, this this hasn't changed. It's been the constitution for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts since it's just a the point of reference that the uh, Massachusetts Constitution gives greater protection for freedom of expression and freedom of speech for students than our United States Constitution does. No surprise, Massachusetts is more liberal than the rest of the country. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next up is uh, school year, school calendar. Um, 
the difference between the, the two versions here is uh, Mitchell one has the beginning no later than 1997, 1998. So obviously this was in place before the time and regulations came to be. Uh, so there's just really no reason to keep that line in um, because everybody they're doing this now. The one difference is the last paragraph in Medfields where a guideline for your school. Um, if this is still your practice, it's not. No, it, I have a note here that we revised that in around, I think it was 2014 we were looking at, mm -hmm. um, that the committee um, stopped following that right around that. Okay. So it really kind of just talks about the 185 days, which you have to which you have to schedule, and then 900 hours for elementary level grades and Next up is the school day. Um, this talks about establishing opening and closing times. Obviously, your collective bargaining agreement plays into the development of that. But yeah, the collective bargaining agreement actually reflects that the school committee has authorization to set the parameters of the school days. Yeah. And um, just a couple of uh, editorial, uh, not editorial, but uh, uh, amendments where we did the parents and guardians mm -hmm. uh, included. And then in the Medfield version, it lists the Board of Education regulations for school days for the year, where ours is it actually identified which CMR that is. Okay. 603 CMR 27.00. So that's the difference between the two. <laughs> when the sense up online, you want that hyperlink. Uh, organization of instruction. Some people ask why we have this. It's simply because this helps you identify which grades are in classified elementary and which ones are classified secondary for the purposes of time learning. So in, in Medfield, they've identified grades six through 12 as secondary. Yeah, we actually use um, A to A, that's was before I got here too, was A to A is as elementary, so, so, yeah. So secondary was nine through twelve. It's, that's that predates me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the way you have it written here, I think this filling a middle in there, and then so you have middle outside of secondary. Right. Yeah, that makes sense for us. Okay. The grade configuration correct? It is. Mm -hmm. Six, seven, and eight are considered middle school? Yes. Okay. Perfect.
uh, curriculum development, um, the difference between the Medfield and the MASC policy is the highlighted centers. Do you see most places not having a highlighted sentence? Or? Um, since the curriculum frameworks came to be, yes, they don't really have that because most of the curriculum is dictated as to what you have to cover in particular grades. And then what the local configuration is, is that in what sequence things are going to be. Although there are times when certain curriculum will, like I'm, I'm anticipating that when the new okay. sex education yeah. regulations right. and the curriculum for that uh, comes out, Right. Um, that there'll be more public input, parent input into how notification is going to happen, how you offer things like that. So, I won't say it never happens, it's just not on all curriculum. So, going back to Jeff, what's have you recommend taking that out, Jim? Um, we're just pointing it out that it's not in the model policy, that's all. I, I would just be thinking that um, one, I'd want to better understand current practice, and two, <laughs> I, I think that would be a sensitive topic if, if we were taking something. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm yeah. saying it. it I, I didn't want to. I would like to flag that as something that yeah. probably I would agree. Yeah. would require like tr true discussion amongst yeah. the school committee. You know, there's some things in, in the overarching yeah. piece, but I think this was just. Yeah, I mean, I think we do gather input more changing program based on um, the experiences that parents have with the pilot. So we definitely do that on the survey, get that input. So that, I mean, that's our definition of it. Someone else reading might have a different definition of it. So that's but, in lies the problem. But yeah, like my, my general view, and Leo, I'm welcome to you. You know, I'm open to yours is, is if we are, if that's consistent with current practice in the way it's written right now, my view would be I'd be okay that we're not identical yeah. to this. And, and and again I'm one one individual but that's that's how I feel. Uh, Leo, I don't know if you have an opinion. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. So I would say as is. Okay. And if, if we leave it as is, right. it is it is as is. So it is you know I got enough the notes there. Jeff is saying that it reflects current practice. Right. Um Pupil personnel services programs. And just give one second. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim, just throughout the whole document, we we've taken away people and we've called student. So I don't know if that's something that we can add in the policy. Yeah. Is that what is that the, the position too? Yes. And there is ah. directly to the there. What do you want Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. And so there's this is the first version is the, the Benfield version. Um, the second one just basically calls it student services programs. Um, and whatever your title is would go with that is. Director of Student Services. 
I didn't say hi. My head was buried in Hello. trying to make sure we have all the right devices <laughs> up. No offense. Uh, good to see you. Um, the second paragraph on the screen talks about uh, who's responsible for services for students not eligible for not on IEP, but they may get psych services, speech, homebound, hospital teaching. Does that all fall into you too? Yeah, okay, sure it does. <laughs> all right. Do you want to keep the curriculum supervision and coordination paragraph from yours? I know his pupil personnel services programs. So we have a director that works on the on the curriculum piece. So it's not tied to right. Okay. Yeah, it would be tied to Mary. Although she's very active in that, it's not directly tied to me. That's pretty good. Um, alternative programs. You have alternative programs. Eighteen to twenty-two program. Not no alternative. Yes. Uh, we have a transition eighteen to twenty-two vocational program, but not. Well, this doesn't say you have them, but just if you if you yeah, close it, yeah. it gives a flexibility. Next, I have that in there. Curriculum adoption. This school system, the school district, you can see And you've um, updated the legal references to include section 15, a chapter 15, section 18. Um, basic instructional program. Um, this, this, we actually removed this from the reference manual simply because I think we're so far beyond a basic instructional program. However, um, these are the topics that state law requires students to be exposed to. Yeah. Who knows what orthography is? Dude? Orthography? Study birds? Study birds? No. 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 Same thing. Mm. It's the study of the structure of a word. Oh. We call it spelling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Drawing is a requirement for graduation. Yeah, have you ever had that exact question with other um, school districts? What authority is? Yes, everyone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say. So, so, what's the how we do it? How many of them get it right so far? Words is about as close as it. Well, it was the study of. Oh, yeah. You got that part. Right. Our Latin scholar. So a lot of people think it's it's writing. 
writings listed separately. So it's like, no, it's not writing because you put it twice. Actually, I had to look it up the first time. Yeah. So this is, like I said, it's 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 Medfield's one. Um, so if anybody asks you what you're required to teach, downside is as well, then don't teach anything more than that. Yeah, look at that underneath fundamental skills. Yeah. Um, that first paragraph there. It's interesting because it, it really take, doesn't touch upon things like SEL and things that we do. That's why I say, I think, yeah, as, as, a, as an educational program, we have so far evolved past basic instructional skills that this is actually kind of insulting. Yeah. The work that's being done in the schools. So, what are you seeing? I don't see this policy in a lot of places. Maybe it also doesn't address um, special education, it doesn't address EL, SEL, equity. Equity, diversity, not that side. Yeah, not there. Like I, would, I don't know that I fully comprehend it. If you, we have a policy that others don't. Outlining things in there. I wouldn't say that others don't because this was at one point <laughs> almost everything. Outlining the fair minimum. Yeah. Right, but the bare minimum doesn't There's require. no foundation for a requirement to have this document. Because everything to do with the instructional program is based off the curriculum frameworks. So right. Well, I think that's the I, foundation talking. That's the foundation. In fact, you guys have taken it off yours. Yeah, it was, I mean, I've been, I think, fairly consistent. What bad things happen if we remove it? And I don't think so. It'll be that one and the next one. You know, does it? And I don't think that reflects on sometimes. I one of the things is does it reflect on the culture and the change? And I don't you know, that's one person's view. I think we would at least, but I, I defer to your judgment. I mean, I see judgment in you guys. I'm right. It's not serving any yeah, legal that, like that's right. And I, I'm not hearing anything. I think it would just be one that, that um, we, we mark, which we are marking anyways. You know, but they were just marked the why that I think it's, the note, the note would be um, the, the why would be mm -hmm. bare minimum does not reflect what we do and it's not mandated. And it's, it's all that, what's there in more is covered in the curriculum frameworks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, next up, physical education. Again, I, there's no need, there's no legal reason to have a policy on physical education. The only, if, the only thing would be is if you were allowing 
student athletes to fulfill a physical education requirement, but that's generally in the handbook anyway. Not yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess before the comprehensive health curriculum, you needed something like that. Or... Yeah, so nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than um, eighteen through twenty-two program, do you have occupational education as part of your K twelve curriculum? With occupational therapist, yes. Other than those on IEP, yeah. unless it's a screener that was requested that had been told evaluation, mm -hmm. right. we do have screenings. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, programs. So we do have the vocational technical, but that's not your your member. But you know, but the program of studies does have some um, internships that are potentially eligible for credits. Well, that's true. Yeah, there are some within the program of studies at the high school. Okay. What's well, an existing policy? It's not like I'm, I'm trying to add something. So. I wonder if we should have Norfolk County at the end where it says Metro belongs to Tri-County Regional Vocational Technical School and Norfolk County Regional Agricultural School. You belong there? Well, we have students, there. students there. So, although we have a member of the school, they do it. Well, usually county, county don't have, it. unlike Tri-County where you, you're actually a member. Yeah. Um, usually county schools, county Aggie schools are not they don't have memberships. They have board of directors that come from within the county. All right. Would you say and participates in, or, or is it, you know, if, if you're, you're suggesting we reference it at least? We have students over here. You know, we always have students. In. So is there, you know, like, and, and what I'm just wondering is, we say belongs to, would you say, and, you know, and, you know, it could be may send students to or send, you know, and or, or is there any um what should we reference it? I guess if we if we want to reference it, it's not hard. I just change the language a little. If the town does pay for the tuition, so yeah. the, town, the town side pays that. Just in our budget. Norfolk County, right? Yes, fair. Okay.
health education. Um, this is the way it's currently worded. This may change, depend on what part of the expanded sexual education curriculum may affect the health education or what you'll see how that's all going to roll on. More, and this isn't directly linked, but I, I know that's significant. But what is the high level rollout look like? Well, yeah. There's they're supposed to, I mean, the, the standards themselves are there, but they're putting a, a document together January, February timeframe for districts. It is like kind of an recommended, effectively an recommended operate, like how, how to begin to implement. Yeah. yeah. So that's January, February timeframe for us. I've heard that it must be We'll see. And then you know, the only difference between us and yours is that first sentence that's in yours, which I don't think it's a bad thing. No, it's a good sentence. Uh, health education exemption is required to have. No recommended changes for it until we see what happens in the spring. Same thing here. Um, and, and the only thing we changed in the first paragraph is in accordance with law because it's it's referenced. We have the reference to the bottom of the page rather than. That's just the, uh, the, the current auto procedure. Do you think based on what comes out from DESE that you guys will do a, a recommended policy out of that? It's time to recommend a policy and you don't know. What, right, exactly. What the impact is. And what I don't, I also don't know if the opt out procedures are going to change for parents. Right. Um, so that, that's the way to see the whole package before we can. That makes sense. <laughs> Next up is um, the uh, teaching about alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. Um, the what I suggest we do here is <laughs> cross-reference the tobacco policies um, with this document as well, because there, therein lies the expanded definition of tobacco. That was updated to include vaping and yes, electronic, electronic cigarettes. Yeah, okay. Uh, work experience opportunities. This is a Medfield one. Job training, service training, earning credits. 
This one did not have a date on it. So I don't know what the story still is what Okay, I'll put research that one. I don't actually need the data. I just need to know is this still current? Is this still current practice? So, Mary's well, we do have internships. That's why we just might just call it different. You know? I just wonder if it's covered under that occupational education yeah. policy. Between the occupational education policy and the program studies, it's pretty spelled out. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> The whole second half of this would be in the handbook. Yeah, anyway, right. that was a cool new program. So, trust credits. Yeah, it's like that's the new program. Right, internships are all good. Yeah. So I get them. Which one is it? So I actually didn't name the policy. We're experience opportunities. Yeah. And and procedurally, we would say leave it Jeff to review. You would circle back yeah, to absolutely. us. It stays in there if there's any changes, but it should be able to stay right on pace mm -hmm. with us. Uh, special education programs and accommodations. Couple of my updates. Do you have anything else in there, Yeah. I Um, just point out that um, Desi's spotting the daily school districts on audits when the only reference to Chapter 71B is the you know, Chapter 766 of the Acts of 1972. Mm -hmm. That's what Chapter 71B is. Yeah. Um, we all know like, Chapter 766 is the 766 law passed in 1972. That's why it has the title. If it was the 767th law, it would be an So uh, We're just making the, the reference in the paragraph to the requirements of law and state regulation, and then making sure that um, the 71B is listed there. Okay. <coughs> the Desi really does not want chapter 766 used in any references. Uh, 
programs for students with disabilities. This is the 504 compliance. Uh, this is new. Um, you did not have this in your policy manual previously. But you have to have a compliance statement. Mm -hmm. Next up is the uh, observation and specification programs. Um, this was the policy we developed with um, the statewide spend pack once the law was passed. So that's a lot. Uh, students, uh, student parents, or um, parent guardians, or uh, observer, be able to observe special education classrooms. And this was this policy was the one that everyone agreed to to be implemented. Um, we do include the note. We leave the note on this one because I think it's. Educational, particularly for <laughs> people who really um, might be trying to do an observation for the first time with their child, and they need to understand the rules for what they continue to follow in the process. You okay with this? Yes, uh, IHBD, again, this is your um, not su supplement, not supplant. Uh, Bilingual education, this is uh, these two bilingual and ESL policies, the language is outdated. Uh, the English learner education is the most recent update. DESE guidelines. That's reflected with what we're doing in district and how knowledge we used as well. Yeah, and how we're identifying. So we will. Okay. Home and hospital instruction. Yeah, I just. <clears throat> this is different than a student enrolled in a homeschool. Maybe saying this for the people. Might be watching this. Right. So it's different than somebody who is homeschooled. This is a student enrolled in the Medfield Public Schools that either through illness or injury or circumstances cannot physically attend. And they're they're assigned tutors to they go to their home, or there could be some other accommodations. I know some schools are dead up a little robot with an iPad. Yes. <laughs> So it's not people services. Yeah, so see that okay, for the first paragraph. Yeah. What happens? Um, you say not for a period of greater than sixty days. Says. On the Medfield one, there's a difference now within the state. Um, 
in terms of kind of short term and long term, and we have different regulations in terms of reconvening a team in business and eligibility for special education and then services if it's beyond so, so okay. Yeah, and I was more asking as curiosity, like absolutely. I, I or not, yeah, just to, to fully understand. Absolutely. Yep. So it's just a difference in the way that it's kind of handled internally. Um, if it is um 14 days emotively, not consecutively, um throughout the course of the year and they have the permission from the um provider, then we provide one hospital um tutoring depending on needs of the student and classes that they may be involved. Um but if it's over 60, we have a different much. Thank you. Then this is just our version of it. But if, if, if your language matches your practice, I'm okay with that. Um, the, the the second version is more reflective of it. I mean, okay. we do utilize the um, the DESI form in terms of what is completed for um, a student that would be receiving that. Um, but the I think that this is more reflective of the older terminology and dates, um, and the mask one is a little bit more open in terms of allowing us to change the regulations as well. Right. Um, so, so this is the um, home school policy. So there's two versions there. Which one best reflects what you So I would say. Uh, IHBG uh, on, on letter E, which says schedule me with superintendent. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the procedure for home instruction. Yeah, it's one of them. So that's been interesting in the last five years or so. Uh, whenever I, not whenever, but um, often. When I request a meeting with a parent, um, I subsequently get a call from the homeschool defense league in DC telling me that they don't have to meet. Uh, so, unless there is something glaring in what they submit to me, I I don't have the meeting anymore because of that. Because it was just every every time, you know, and that would take hours to get with that. So, uh, I don't know if we could put something like if. If requested, schedule a meeting with the superintendent. Um, because that's, again, that's just been challenging. So this 2000 policy is the one you've been following? Yes. And that's the only challenge to it? Um, I have a number three, where it says the parents shall submit reports consistent with the system's marking period. Um, I have twice a year midpoint end of year summary as opposed to the, the marking uh, consistent with the marking periods. 
So, so we submit reports twice a year? Yes. That's the ask. Um, often <coughs> we get verbally um, mid year and then a summary at the end. Verbal mid? I don't, I don't want to put in a call in the chain. That's, uh, that's how it happens. You say twice a year? Twice a year, yeah. I think twice a year is there. Okay. That's your practice. And that's yeah. it. Okay. And Jeff, the, um, when you're saying you get a call, I, I just want to understand that. So is that effectively them saying they're calling the defense, homeschool defense group, um, saying that they don't need to meet the superintendent for me to approve it. And that's I usually get a call from the attorney from them. And is that usually the federal group or a state group? That's the federal group. Usually DC. Yeah. So then, then is it say the whole the homeschool state. network, those folks all just you know they yeah. communicate so so and is that a um, they could get into it. Is it federally to the federal like who who governs? Yeah, they just feel like that there's no requirement to have a meeting superintendent in order for me to approve it. But that has been our practice. And the section E, that's not a like a desi mandate or anything. Again, I know I'm not I'm not studying and I don't know this fully, but it, but like we don't does that violate any other Making that change, not not to my knowledge, but the sample policy doesn't have that. Okay, so that is a unique, unique, unique to make. Thank you. Thank you. My former district had the same process where they make the superintendent in the policy. So I think it's, yeah, it's probably, it's probably what we're Well, if you don't have it, if you don't designate it in policy, then of course you have to go to school. Yeah. Someone needs to be designated. Yeah. Oh, And do you have um Jeff is that it just was he's getting a section C is that uh, come up as well the parent shall meet with yeah that's it one and what are you getting wrong? Yeah, I think what they said the way it's a written report as opposed to a meeting. Okay. 
Um, this exhibit shouldn't stay in the policy manual. Homeschooling exhibit. You can keep it as part of the application packet, but it doesn't need to be the policy. Or the dash R. The policy goals required. Then you have your um, Eligibility for home educated students to participate in instructional and extracurricular activities. Without this, they can't. There needs to be some statement allowing it to happen. I'm making myself a note to do the pronoun checks before I send this back. <laughs> Alternative schools, primary school programs. You have magnet schools? So, the next one up is the remote learning policy. And um, I can't believe say this. We may want to keep this. If one says in the event, yeah. right? But it may also be an acceptable accommodation for a student being uh, uneducated because of illness or injury. And having this in place would allow that to happen. It's starting to get sick to my stomach reading it the other day. It's to remind me of all that we had to go through, but I think it's. Yeah. Seemed like just yesterday. I mean, I don't think it hurts to keep it.
like I said, it doesn't say that you are you are going to remote tomorrow. It just basically says that if an emergency comes up, could be a lot of yeah. I, I tend to agree as well. Like the um, you're better to have like the um, the only reason you wouldn't is right. to force you to rush something through. Um, I just mean. Right. You know, like, or, or to, to just say, you know, do it, do it. Like, it's a well thought out policy, and it's really, it's good. We make this one. Gosh, what was it? Two weeks where we had to implement it as a reminder. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you need the E part of it, the dash E, the identity. <laughs> the policy alone is fine. Just looking at it. Oops, I, 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 I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? Oh, yeah, you heard. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. The checklist to remember in case you have to do it again. What do you think, then? Yeah, I I do as well. because I, I was thinking in some cases where we take out um like any yeah. to me it made sense. Here it was marginal, like right. we even leave it. And then if you're gonna leave one, you might as well be both. That that was kind of how I was so I'm glad you came to the, yeah. um, the same yeah. way. Uh, entry exit criteria for early childhood services. Is this a Medfield only? Yes. I wouldn't say necessarily that it is as scripted as business um, states. You know, you need to be a student based mm -hmm. on the evaluations. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, diagnostic placement is not necessarily a common piece of things. Um, the self-contains substantially separate special needs class. We do have a preschool option for that, um, given the needs of the students. Um, and you know, in terms of kind of the exit criteria that the child turning six is not necessarily something that would trigger significantly different. Um, and we have different conversations based off of state regulations in terms of three to five and six to 12, et cetera. But um, this does, this is a little bit more prescriptive um, and not reflective of current programming. To me, it seemed very procedural. Yes. It's not really policy as much as implementation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it was probably very reflective of the time, but um, we have a different population of students and, and this limits the ability to adapt to the needs of students, I would say. Same, same general test is um, if it's not there. We continue to follow all DESI and, and EC regulations, but we would not be kind of held to to the policy and need to come back to school committee anytime we are adapting to 
Desi regulations. Right. It is what I would say. <laughs> Leo, I don't know if you have a comment, but uh, or Leo, do you? Agree. I, uh, I just, yeah. You know. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I would support as well. Yeah. May I go back to the definition of what policy is? Is what you want to do and why you want to do it, and how is the procedural side of it? Mm -hmm. Well, there are some cases where it makes sense. Or the, the regulation calls for school committee approval of procedure. This is not one of those. Let's give a reminder. I would say it's the same thing, thing, thing yeah, with speech language on this other skill different. But um, we have so many different specific services that it's also limiting to have it only for these two versus all of the other programming supports. <clears throat> Uh, summer schools. You run summer school? We extend school years um, as well as um, we have some programming for Yale and we have some um, programming or supports for students that um, have an IP or 504 um, to have some pre review, and then we have reading services. So the second paragraph, to attend tuition-free summer school, students must have the approval of their classroom be a special subjects teacher. Yeah, I think that's that yeah. part worded. And is the, uh, I mean, they, all of the, the students either have you know a support plan and right. or are recommended by intervention. So the summer school program is more geared toward student services or through or for remediation or course makeup. More towards student services. Well, student services. Yes. <laughs> Is there opportunities to incorporate towards graduation requirements? Some students, yeah, some students are taking yeah. courses. Um, I wouldn't say that all students are taking courses. Well, yeah. yeah, and I would say yeah. it's not always tuition free. Some some students choose to to take classes over the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I took the tuition for you paragraph over. Yeah, because yeah. with the approval of the classroom teacher, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good. We'll stay with the amended amendment. And again, I see the procedure stuff here yeah. with the sure. summer school regulations. Yeah. So this would be an implementation side. Uh, adult education programs. 
So I look at it, I see um, director of adult education, we don't have that position anymore. Yeah, isn't this run through the back department? The what department? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. uh, program's run by Parks and Rec. Well, I think I think at one point there was an adult education program that was here um, that ran some programs at night for people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Them, but we connect them with like ball pool. Right. Um, so it's not through us, it's connected right. with neighboring resources. Who should come on? As it stands right now, the committee had authorized the program and the director. And neither one of those exists. Mm -hmm. So, again, this is the committee up some city not following your own policy and we'll show you what they call those covers. And if it's being offered by somebody other else, we yeah, are policy can't dictate to that. Right. Yeah, I was just um, making sure I get it because so, it's it, saying it. It does authorize a program. It sounds to me like there's a program that's not being run. Right. Um, but that, and then should we want to do that to bring it forward, including a, a policy? And that, sorry, program. Right. Yeah, that program would have cost. There would be a whole bunch of reasons why we'd want to do that. Might this make sense? Make sense. It does, let me rephrase it. It does make sense. Uh, next up is class size guidelines. Leo, I, I mean, this has always been one of your hot topics, too. So, The only thing I'd ask the committee to consider in this guideline is to um, look at the K-1 and make that 22. The committee has allowed us to extend full-day kindergarten to 22 students in the past. <coughs> so it would be more consistent with our practice of having 22 and K-1. With the understanding, we always try to have lower than that, but I think it's consistent that we've had 22 in full-day for several years after, well, probably six years now since um, I remember Leo was a part of that conversation with parents so looking forward to the committee. I saw it. Food schedules and course loads. Give me one second. Sorry.
Exactly. Thank you. Stay sad. It's better. Yes, I was going to ask. Usually, when it's fat and sound like that, is I'm on the end. I feel better than I sound. Next week, Mike. You have to hear you say this reflection practice. It does. Yeah. Um, this, this looks like something that should be in a uh, high school handbook, not okay. in a policy manual okay. or in a course of study book, right. program studies book. That's great. Um, instructional materials. The only change in here we're recommending is school district. And then um, number five, list all the protected. Maybe with that. Reconsideration of instruction. Any changes to this? Other than it was recorded. Okay. We're going to have this before the year. We need the last thing. When Paul, I'm glad to hear that you said there's no recommendations of the Paul to draft what they want to be at the procedures. That's it. So, okay. Uh, textbook selection and adoption. Um, that again, you know, recommended changes to this. You got these. This language has actually been validated at the bottom. <laughs> Same thing with supplementary materials. I did see a typo in there. This I just wanted to talk about things like film strips, and yeah. audio tapes, and all that. What, we what, what is that supposed to be? I don't know. I was wondering. Maps, the arcs. The arcs, I think. Oh, yeah. Slides, film strips, film audio tapes. Consumable technological applications. Yeah, I don't know if that needs to be updated or we we'll just keep that in there to cover all bases. Or... Yeah. 
says including but not limited to. And the only thing I was wondering is, does that reflect if they you know, point to an article on Google or any of that type of stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, again, you can't say um, including but not limited to, uh, but it's, it's, is that reflected in the suitable technological applications? Is that clear? Excuse me? Sure, just put it there. I copy and watch on it. Okay. Did that address your concern? I, I think so. I mean, I want to make sure. And is that that's saying if there is you know, a link or something like right. that? Right. That was your electronic component. Yes. Uh, Lagger material selection and adoption. Again, we know we're looking for changes for this. Jeff has something highlighted. So maybe just keep going for a minute. Sure. <laughs> What is he highlighting? Um, after number six, that that paragraph. You should purchase this? Yeah, I think. Oh, I have a matter of That's right. All right, so that I wanted to just look at the interpretation of that, <clears throat> that last sentence. Um, final approval and authority for the distribution of funds will be will rest with the building principal subject to the approval of the superintendent. So I read that as financial in nature. Yeah. Okay. Um, others have interpreted that as uh, having the final approval of the actual books being purchased, the actual content versus financial. I, I, view, it, I view it as financial. Yeah, I view that as well. Yeah, it says funds. No, absolutely. No, but, but, I, but some, I, I, I actually do want a final approval. Final approval of what people can get back. Like it know. could be, I mean, it could, is if that's the, like, and I also understand you, that's why you have your team, right? You can't have them through every one of them. So it could be financial approval. So that's, we read it as financial approval because of the system we have in place with newness and everything that that, that's how it happens. However, final approval starting that sentence um, can be interpreted by some as final approval of the book that are purchased, which creates some issues last year. So that's why I just bring up the good document. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're trying to, what the language initially was trying to do was show that while the librarian recommends material, the, the librarian get order stuff on their own. Right. They have to follow the procurement. That's the, that was the intent. Right. That's why. If it's being interpreted a different way, then. It's kind of it is an interesting one. Yeah. If um, it's how you you you, you will know better than you do. Like, like, you know, if somebody's. 
going rogue. Do you want that? Well, we need to and take I'm, up the word is, approval in. Maybe a final authority for the distribution of funds will rest. I think the intent was the process right. and financial, but I think the final approval piece got twisted into the actual books and the operating. <clears throat> Work. Yeah, we just I would flag that for yeah, like because they're I mean all of them will be reviewed, yeah. but I think that that is worth definitely Lawrence discussion on the actual committee. Um, and uh, so so Jim, can you did, did you do I, I know you did a quick save? Can you just at the top of that policy? Put a um, mark mark for discussion. I, I mean, I'm putting it in notes, but sometimes. Uh, this next one. Um, is kind of like the withdrawal or the, the weeding out process. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd say this is where it kind of goes to some of that quote unquote electronic media that you know all of a sudden you have this pile of eight millimeter reels but nothing to play them on or video <laughs> text you know so this cover here too this might be a little bit more detailed This part's important because it pertains to um, SIPA, Child Safety and Protection, Child mm -hmm. Safety Protection Act. I don't know that you need both of these. As I say, I have a leading one, second one too, right? Yeah. yeah. So, 
we'll probably get rid of this one. And then this goes into both selection, privacy, reevaluation. This is your bad version of it. So let me just take this out. Special interest materials. I debate what is a special interest material. This would be anything that provides a point of view. You know, some things you feel like. Okay. It's there for you. Yeah, I think that silence is telling you. It's, it's, well, it's been there. It's, it's not a new one. So might be there. Make a put make a put there for a specific reason. Okay. So I just have all these tagged because I wanted to review them in more detail with the principles and with no one. Um, so if we can go through, I just want to be able to hopefully have the option to give additional input if needed. Yeah, and we had something earlier where you've said that yeah. as long as we put it in the doc. Yeah, I have it all the way to policy on social media. So all of those help us. And, and let's let's try a couple. And if it says it becomes not productive, we're going to be able to hold it. All right, um, so the first one is, it's kind of like a, a, an attempt to get away from talking just about the internet and talking more about digital resources, mm -hmm. uh, all digital resources. So um, because it's more than just simply the internet. So that this the first one, and again, it has your the the, the zipper, COPA, uh, required language. And then is the Medfield Internet Acceptable Use and Safety Policy. Um, this one is last reviewed in two thousand one. That that's the date I have. Yeah, been since then. Yeah. yeah. Probably has, but then there's an empowered digital use policy. Um, again, talking about digital use rather than technology, that is the contract regarding the net bill contract. Uh, you still have students and staff signers? Or is it one of those sign-off pages in the student handbook? Yeah, it's all included. It's a part of the handbook. So it's a sign-off. 
then there's an internet publication, and this is more for protecting what may be linked to your website. So if you have a, a parent group or a, a community group that wants to put a link to their group on your website, you can use this to ensure there's certain standards to their website that are not in conflict with what your website is. So if they're using advertising that, that includes tobacco or alcohol or any of those things that are kind of forbidden in schools or anywhere near a school, they would have to make an adjustment on their website to be included in yours. And if they're going to use student art or student photos, they have to follow the rules you, you have in place. It's basically establishing content standards for anything. If they want to do it on their own, that's their own thing. But if it's right. going to be linked to yours, that's what it's about. That's good. Then there's um, social networking websites. Um, there's the Medfield one and then the Mansi one, we did very similar. Um, again, this when when this policy was first developed, it was to protect staff, not make their job harder. And the ideally, there were a number of instances where teachers and students were having inappropriate. <laughs> Communications via text messages or online or whatever. And this was an attempt to kind of like make an awareness about it. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to have communication with a student as a staff member, you make sure that either the student's parents included in that communication or another administrator, some other staff member is included so that there is a witness, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, it was more for the protection of staff than any other reason that we put it out there. And while it, a lot of like coaches do not use a district but at home, we use their own personal body. <coughs> um, and if you share that communication with team members, should go to the whole team. Or to the captains and know that the captains disseminate it to the members. There should be a, a system set up so that it's not one-on-one. -on -one. And if they need a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a student, call them and have loop their parents into their phone call. You don't need to do the text messages. You need to get this one-on-one. -on -one. The only other option is to provide. District cell phones, which in our case they're all. So, would you recommend replacing what we currently have with MSC? Um, I wouldn't, um, simply because yours has been reference and yeah. people use the language. Jim, how about can you go back up? Number, oh, I'll download more. Number A, letter A. Yeah. I don't. I, a, I don't think that's enforceable. Um, and uh, nor can we like police it. Right. 
said. We're, we're setting expectations, right? And what the policy? Yeah, it's it's, it's in both it's in both documents. It's yeah, I understand your point, Leo. I really do, but I think it's important to have a guideline or a, a, a set of expe uh, an expectation as far as improper fraternization. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think it's one thing to have if a teacher sets up a group on a social media website, um, but the whole class is in it. I mean, when I was doing master's degree work, we had all these little, each teacher had their own little pod, and it was a group discussion, but everyone was part of it. It wasn't a one-on-one -on -one thing, and I think that's what we're trying to get at. Because you can utilize social media for educational purposes, but not on one, not on one on one. I don't even. I, I, I kind of don't agree with that either. But um, I'm I'm a big proponent of the walled garden. Uh, to be honest, um, I hear you about the coaches and everything else. I mean, but we must have we have so many people that live in town. There's a, probably a good chance that they're are connected through you know Twitter or. Uh, probably not Facebook because kids don't use Facebook, but, um, you know, Twitter and some of the with staff, the people we have on staff. So, and I guess I would hate to see it get used as a measure, you know, by any future administration and as a measure to, you know, I don't know, have it be, mis you know, be misused, I guess, in the sense of trying to, a staff member or something like that. I mean, I get, and what, what would stop a teacher from turning around saying, you know, this is my personal account and I'm friends with that family, you know? I understand. Yeah. The um, like Leo, where I my brain gradually goes to Benefit. Is there is there a software to account for that? If you were to modify it, how would you do so? It's kind of how I think about it. I advise I advise districts to stay away from social media now. So uh, let the PTOs uh, take on messaging across social media. Um. Just because of the, you know, not everybody's on one platform. Um, we have a mass communication system that can be used. You know, it could be, you know, there are others that can go down to the classroom and enhance homeschool connection. Um, like we're using something called Parent Square here. Uh, and that's been used quite a bit to enhance connection between the classroom teachers and the parents and, and students and everything. So. You know, the ability to have the convenience uh, of the social media, which I think is why it was, you know, why it was heavily used in the past. But with the current political state of things and the way it can be abused, um, I think it's losing its luster for, you know, culturally. 
kids, I mean, uh, kids text each other now, right? I mean, I generally don't go on Insta or anything like that to communicate with friends, or maybe they do. I don't know. And it is repeated twice, right? We have it here, and then we have it in the next one down, right, Jim? Two versions of the same policy. Oh, uh, I see. It's probably something to discuss in, a, in a, one of our meetings. Yeah, I think that's the same thing. He's producing a market. Um, you know, it, just marking at the top, you know, um, May, but, you know, you know, additional discussion of SC and allows uh, Larry to think about it. Mm. Like, and like Leah, like the other counter, like, I don't know, you know, in the event that students go off to an exchange trip or somewhere where sometimes they're like a whatever is a WhatsApp when you're like they, they, you can see scenarios where you still need something. Yeah, I mean that's why I think it's open for discussion. Like the the expectation of being able to, I don't know, you know, ensure compliance. I think is so daunting. Um, you know, that's why, you know, standing up your own platform, uh, you know, that we just decide on, you know, that's that brings that together, right? The idea of sharing what's happening in your classroom for all the other families in the classroom, you know, that's a that's a good thing, right? And so is there a method or a tool that can be standardized on to so that you know, one teacher's using this thing this year, and then next year that teacher's using something different. And um, you know, I mean you're at the you're at the mercy of some of the regulations of say like a Facebook where you're supposed to be 13 years old, you know, to be on it, and, uh, or some other some other tool that might be out there that public. So yeah, I think that the point on the communication layout is something we're gonna look at with our our communication audit of the district in terms of external and internal communications mm -hmm. so that we would look into see because i think some of the feedback we got during the strategic plan process is that you have parents who may have two or three or four kids in elementary school and they're using three or four different apps for communication and yep. it's, it's difficult to manage that so if we can get one sole source for communication with teachers and parents and that would make more sense so I'll, um, I went with uh, Parent Square here, and MashP just went with another one. I'm, I have a I have a rubric that Susie Brooks did. I'll send over that she went through last year to decide. I can't remember what they went what they decided on, but um, but I was, you know, but I think that it's becoming prominent across the country for sure, um, just for that reason. So, thank you. All right, so we'll hold those two aside. Yeah. We're we still holding all the technology policies. Yep. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That makes sense to everybody. Next up is uh, field trips. It's two versions of this policy. 
like the second one. And the first one doesn't address um, the requirement for approval of out of state or overnight trips. Right. Yeah. And that's been our procedure or, or how we operate. We have anything that's out of state overnight, so we many approves. Right. So we do that. Makes sense. Uh, community resource person speakers. First word. And then adding the uh, background check quality policy mm -hmm. reference. I remember a district they used to, when there were more of them are still alive, invited World War II vets um, when they got to that section of U.S. history that dealt with World War II. Right. And then bringing vets who were on these different parts and speak to the students. So we we have that on for Veterans Day in middle school, but we're now recreating vets because we don't have any uh, World War II yeah. vets left. But right. When I first got here, we did have some World War II vets. Not that no. And and they have a you know the great rapport with the kids, the kids are in awe and they just they they love to tell stories. They're yeah. phenomenal. It's one of my favorite things of the year. Great. Uh school volunteers, uh the only thing to the parents, parents, guardians, and then the background check policy. Mm -hmm. Last time I had a conversation on this policy, you know, and then I did for there was someone in the audience who said, Does that mean every school volunteer needs to do a fingerprint check? They had to explain the difference between background check and quarry check. It's whether or not there's another background check person in the room. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, next up is academic achievement policy. It's a lot of parent guardians that have to happen for here. Time now. Yeah, I want to say in that one, we've definitely gone to uh, trimesters instead of the four times a year. We want to look at that, I think. So it'd be at least three times a year? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It, for preschool, it's twice. It's twice. I don't know if this is on Ada 12 or no. Well, say at least twice. Right. Do it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Is this a formal? Is this a formal inform? You know, like a well, it would be either it would either be progress report, uh, report card. Um, all of those would be right. 
information to to the parent on the progress of their child. In in the parent teacher conferences. Parent conferences would be another one. Um, yeah. And then the, I know we've been changing things like child to student, but we keep the term child when referring to the parent and their child. Mm -hmm. It's not their it's the school student, parent's child. Right. Uh, student progress reports to parents. I think this is addressed. Yeah, I do too. I think it's addressed in the first policy. Number one. Unless this is the makeup of it, right? This is the makeup of it. Point depicting the student's progress will be issued periodically following evaluation, in addition to the periodic correction notified the student performance requires social special modification. It, it definitely goes into more detail. Yeah. Okay. What do you see other places, Jim? Um, mix. Some have both. It's probably 50-50. If this was reflected in your practice, I don't see a problem with leaving it there. Yeah, I think the only thing is we don't have an assistant superintendent. Right? That's Um, I just want to pause for one minute, uh, just because I'm, I'm looking at the clock. It's, it's quarter of eleven, um, and I, I, I want to. Uh, I'd be aware. I got to stop in, um, and I also wonder if we should at least start to wind down. Uh, just because we're going to probably spend five minutes or so on operational, and um, my sense is we're not going to. We're pretty close. <laughs> we're not going to get. Yeah, I'd rather. Excuse me. Yeah, no, I literally was looking at that. And I'm like, so, so just, just be aware of that. Maybe um, with about, I just want a couple minutes operationally, but probably seven hours left. Um, okay. So, uh, maybe keep, keep going because we're on a roll. But homework um, policy. Uh, this is Methfields. Establishing what the specific expectations and parameters are being printed in the handbook, and I think it's the way to go. And it's going to be different at different grade levels. So unless you want your policy to spell out what each grade level's homework is going to be, we did, we actually do. Yeah, we spent a lot of time with that. But is it handbook? Oh wait, this is a little about Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this came out of our SEL task force and brought this to the school committee. Okay. All right, as always. Okay. That's five pages. 
Uh, we good? We leaving the homework thing alone? Yes. Um, motion retention. This is the current midfield policy. Final decision rests with the principal. I need recommendation just to the town guardians. You're going too fast there? No. Okay. Graduation requirements. Uh, 98. I'm going to basically stay with the Medfield one. Have these been updated since 98? Yes, the number of credits required 115. Okay, that's consistent to 1001 is 115. Wellness is a yearly requirement. Yeah, I have that here too. Where is it? It was required. Yeah, so wellness is four years. Wellness, yes. All right, so I got to get rid of all this. Right. So the required courses, the wellness in well, that's in Yes, it's in there, it's two. Just gonna change it to four. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So English reading four, social studies three, science three, math three, wellness four, world language two. Find and apply to us one. And then U.S. history. So that was a one year U.S. history by the, the law and regulation requirement. Would that be part of social studies? studies? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to? Um, <laughs> Do you want to reference state requirement? Yeah, okay. the I don't want to use the word. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? Graduate, a student must have certainly passed the minimum number of courses or courses according to the chat below. Uh, in addition, um, the student will be required to pass any state required. How do you address it in yours? And then may see. We don't. We don't. Okay. I was saying, if you want to put that in there, then I mean, it is a, a competency determination is required to graduate. Yes. Um, well, it's required to get a diploma. Yeah. You can graduate without a diploma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it alone. Okay. Uh, graduation requirements. This. Thank you. 
this, I don't know that it needs to be a standalone document. We can always add this to the graduation requirements policy. Just going to have your two separate documents. Right. Well, this, this could be put into the course of study, the program of studies book. There is a student transfer policy in section J that would address number two. Okay. So you think you want to get rid of that and or the entire policy or no, I'm just saying it's kind of uh, um, not it's unique that this is a standalone oh, okay. separate document like that. But I'm just saying include it. I just say roll it up into the regular IKF okay. policy, but you can you can leave number two in there. I'm just saying there's another policy on this. Thank you. We can just do that. Okay. In this space. Okay. So unless um, I think we should follow unless anyone if if, if uh, Leo if you want to stay past eleven you can I, I'll 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 come back for the recording um, so I leave it up to you guys I know we're very very close but I also can okay. if we're going to close it I want to close hey, it exactly. we're going to have to come back to this section for the for the uh, internet the technology right. policies anyway. right okay so I would I would say we um, we do that I, I think it, it's not. It doesn't surprise me. You know, I think yeah. that we're going to do, we knew I and J were marathons. Yeah. We, <clears throat> um, good news. Well, so we, had that, we also had that extra meeting at the end, too. The, Correct. Uh, which uh, I, I, I'll, we'll look through the meetings as yeah. well. I feel like we, um, you know, we were in a good, good well, place. Right? Yeah, we got a great deal done. I appreciate so the it. Next you meeting, the next it. meeting, we'll address the technology policies and then start back up again with the early graduation, early graduation policy. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go into J. And go into J. And the, you guys did a great job of prepping before. So I think you guys will do that again. J is what the ask is. Um, and other than that, I think just one comment, which would be, just think here. Uh, and Andrea may circle back with you. But on, on our schedule, I think we're going to try to get back to um, move in where we would have A and B try to be voted on um, for the next meeting. And then C and D, um, we would we would uh, complete the first reading. I think we're at that point. But I, th I think that uh, we're going to want to, otherwise these things are going to start to stack up in the year. Um, and I think before that, one more review, would I just put a note um, of A and B. We're doing it anyways. Um, Jeff, I would say that with you, <laughs> just in case there's any language or little things right. in there. Um, but I, you know, provided that's okay, I recommend we vote and then uh, we try to bring the other one forward. Uh, C and D. 
um, as well. But other than that, I think uh, we did great, great progress. And uh, I guess I would uh, make a motion to close. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure. Leo, are you still here? Yep. So we have a meeting next Friday, right? Is it that soon? It's the third. Yeah. It's because our conference is the following week. And then yeah. We're gone for two weeks. Yeah, that's what I was going to look on that schedule. I feel like that might be, I feel like we're, that might be relevant. Well, then if we don't do it, then the next one wouldn't be until the first Friday to second. Yeah. So why, why don't we, um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. As far as, have you done to be able to do it? Have you done the review of Jay? Um, we have not started that yet. But I also have a board directors meeting at eight o'clock on the morning next Friday. And I believe that's the one too where I'm, do you get yeah. back late Thursday? I could be back here, but I just, I'd be late if we met at nine o'clock next Friday, which is fine. I just have to be at that board meeting. Um, has the review occurred of okay. Yeah. Oh, no, we, we just would take an afternoon and do it. I mean, that's not a huge deal. We would do that. It's just. Uh, okay. Well, why don't we, for now, for now keep it. Okay. And if we, if we had to make a decision, we would do it by Tuesday and Monday or Tuesday. Cause it, it's okay. Good. But for now, why don't we get. Yeah. Can we do 9.30 on Friday? Instead of 9? Does that work for you, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. So, yeah, one amendment. Uh, we'll just update the time. Can you do that, Leo, 9.30 next week? Is that a nine? All right, thanks. Okay. Um, otherwise, we're, uh, we had already did a motion and we closed. So, I was just scheduled this chairman from 9 to 9.30. Um, okay. I, I have to move quickly, but thank you. You guys did uh, great work. All right, feel better. Or you continue to feel better. You sound better. You yes. said you're feeling yeah. better. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Leo. Hi, right, everybody. Thank you.